do it. All of it. Pump it. <laughs> hey, it's an honor to be here. And President Hagan and Karen, uh, we got to spend some time yesterday, and I, I am inspired by what's happening uh, here at this university. I have some friends here uh, that go to school here, and they're telling me all the time, but the fact that I got to be here and experience it for myself is a big deal. Let me tell you this. I've gone to Kansas State University, and I've gone to Southeastern. And if I were to choose a school, this would be one of them. I would go to school here. And I've been at two great schools, but this one is way up there with them. And I'm very inspired and encouraged by what's happening here. Thank you, uh, Dr. Hagen, President Hagen, for allowing me to be here and believing in me. As I was praying about, hey, God, what do you want to speak to them this morning? What do you want to speak to the people at chapel? And God brought me back to this question. And this is a question that's been replaying in my mind for the last six years now. And it's the question of, can I trust God? Can I trust God with my career? Can I trust God with my money? Can I trust God with my future spouse? Can I trust God with my purpose? Can I trust God with my biggest dreams? And some of you may be going to sleep every single night with these questions replaying in your mind as well. Ever turning, you don't know to escape them, and every night you're losing sleep processing. Can I trust God with my career? I'm a third, I'm a fourth year, and no one's offered me a job yet, and I don't know what to do. I haven't found my spouse yet. There's nobody I'm interested in here. This is like a dry land. I can't find nobody. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm 22 years old, and I'm, I'm wanting to get married. Some of you, some of you have big dreams, and you're even too scared a little bit to tell people about your dreams, and you're scared if God's really in those dreams with you and if you can trust him with your biggest dreams. Some of you feel like other people have a big calling and purpose on their life, but everybody but you is getting that purpose and that calling. You don't know why God hasn't given you that, and can you really trust him to give you a purpose and a calling on your life? As I was praying for you, here's exactly what God told me to tell you. Some of you are here living in fear. You are tired, you are stressed, and you don't know what to do. And you don't know if you can trust me. I'm here to tell you, I see you, I know you, and I want to help you today. Right now, I want you to think about that moment, that relationship, that situation that you're in. Okay? When I ask the question, can you trust God, what is that one thing that comes to your mind right now in your season of life? Let's take 10 seconds. Whatever came to the forefront of your mind, just hold that, pocket that, bring that to the forefront, and, and, and think about that right now. Take 10 seconds. That thing that came to your mind is what we're going to talk about today. I pray that there's one step that the Holy Spirit speaks to you that can help you um, as you move forward on this journey of trusting God. Let me pray, and let's get started. God, thank you so much for this opportunity that we get just to be together. I believe every single person is in this room for a purpose and for a reason. You not only saw this day, but you saw each individual in here. I pray that this wouldn't be my words, but let the Holy Spirit speak through me directly to their situation, to their life, to their season, to their relationships. This is your day, and we trust you. Amen. So I know the feeling. I know what it feels like to be in your seat. And uh, this anxious this anxiety, this fear of can I trust God is something that I've been going through since I was 18. Uh, that's the first time that God said, Dylan, can you trust me? I went to Kansas State University. I wasn't following God at the, at the time. And I was at a bar when I was like 21 years old, and I met this girl. We fell in love. I was head over heels for her. And uh, after two and a half years of dating, I wanted to marry this chick. I was like, we got to get married. So I had a ring. I had an engagement party. I had asked her parents to marry her. They said yes. I had 100 people coming to the party, people flying from all over the country to come to this engagement party. Okay? 
So during that time and during that season is when I found Jesus. So I gave my life to Jesus. And as I started to pursue uh, my relationship with Jesus, uh, around November, I was getting engaged in January. In November, God says, hey, that's a girl that you've chosen, but that's not the wife that I have for you. Do you trust me with your future wife? So I called off the engagement. I called off the party, had to call everybody, had to call the parents and tell them, hey, I, I, I respect you. I respect your daughter so much that I, I can't marry her and I can't go through this. I graduated. I then went to Oaks Church and became a young adults pastor. So I'm 22 years old. I'm a young adults pastor. Everybody in the ministry is 18 to 25. These are my friends. These are people I grew up with, and I'm supposed to be the leader and the pastor of this young adults ministry now. It didn't exist, so I had to start it from the ground up. I had never been in a Bible class. I had never had any theological classes or backing or background or foundation to really stand on. I felt like I was standing on sand there and didn't even really know what I was talking about. And I was so scared. I was struck with such anxiety, like, how in the world am I going to do this? God, you have called me to a place in a position that I am not ready for. And God said, do you trust me that I have you in this position? As scared and as unqualified as you might feel, do you trust that I'm with you? A few months after that, I realized I was addicted to Instagram. I was on there every time. I I would lose like an hour uh, like, I'd get in my bed, like, at 11, but go to sleep at 12 because I was on it, and then wake up is the first thing I look at. And really, it was my identity was being based upon the likes and the comments and the photos I was posting uh, on social media, okay? I'm just being real here. And uh, I found that there was a weight to social media in my heart and in my mind that was not healthy, and God told me, hey, do you trust me that your identity can come in me and I am everything that you need? that your value, your self-worth, and your identity can be found in me and not what other people say about you. So I want you to take a break from Instagram. And I felt like that break was a year and not posting a photo of myself or anything. And uh, so right then, I said yes. I deleted my Instagram completely and took a year off Instagram and trusted God that he would be my validation and my identity would come in him. A few months after that, I started a clothing line. So Absolutely love clothes. It's like a big deal, uh, like hobby of mine. So I started a clothing line. It was called Love You. This was in January of 2017. I had a huge fashion show. Like it was popping. It was so much fun. A couple hundred people at this show. Then like some big YouTubers out in LA started wearing it. It started to take off and they posted videos about it and uh, some NFL guys. So I was like, this is really cool. Like I'm loving this. Like my dream is coming true. I have a clothing line. These, these people are wearing it. I'm excited about it. All of a sudden I have collection two planned. Collection two is going to happen in May. First collection was in January. Second collection in May. I had my whole savings account cleared out for this collection. I believed in collection two, okay? This one was hot. So I had, I had 350 pieces of clothing in my mom's garage, 12 boxes. Um, and I had models already booked for the show. I had the venue booked. I had friends flying from LA, like the whole shebang. It was going down May 6th. In April, I remember sitting with my dad and uh, us having a conversation. And in that conversation, uh, talking about was I going to be able to balance both Love You Company and my young adult's position. And I remember God telling me, Dylan, right now, if you move to L.A. and choose to pursue a career in fashion and design and all that in L.A. right now, like you can and like you have the opportunity to, then that would be you asking me to come alongside of your dreams and to help you pursue what you want to do. Saying, God, come with me to L.A. Let's go together. I'll lead you follow. But if you trust where I have you at right now, 
and that my dreams are bigger than your dreams. And if you can trust me with your biggest dreams, I promise you I'll come through for you. And so I called off the show, gave all the clothes away to the homeless kids in the community, uh, called it all off, and said, God, I trust you with my biggest dreams. A couple of months later, I got the opportunity to go to Southeastern from a master's degree. Now, here's the thing. My trajectory of growth was here at the Oaks. I would kind of gotten it down. And uh, I, after like a two years or so, I felt like I got the young adult's position pretty well figured out. And I was at this trajectory of growth. But I know that the people, the rooms, the calling of my life needs a trajectory that looks more like this. And it's called trajectory like this. So I know that gap there between that trajectory of my old and new was meaning a lot of late nights, a lot of non-movie times with my friends when they were going because I have to study, a lot of fear because now I was going to be in master's level theology classes and I'd never even been an undergrad. I, 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 just, I, I was so scared and rightfully so. And God said, Dylan, do you trust me with the growth that I want to put you through? Do you trust me in the change of trajectory for your life? See, my intention was to live my whole life trusting God. But the obstacle was is God tested this in every aspect of my life. This theory was tested. Dylan, can you trust me in every aspect of my life? You know, at this point, I laid it all down. I said, God, I trust you in my future wife. I trust you in my career. I trust you in my biggest dreams. And uh, it's your turn now because I just say I trust you. And what really helped me during this season is I realized what's my job and what's his. My job is to be faithful, make disciples, love God, love people. That is my job. That is my responsibility. His job is to lead, direct, and empower. He is my provision, my promotion, my protection. I fulfill the great commandment, great commission, and be faithful. He'll take care of the rest. So I woke up every day and said, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I knew over this season at the Oaks, I just needed to be faithful. And through those years at the Oaks, some really cool things happened. Actually, just a few months ago, my barber, his name is Nani, um, and he just cuts my hair. It's just a barber that I go get a fade from, and he cuts my hair. Well, he ended up deciding to follow Jesus, got baptized, and went on a missions trip to Honduras. Check out this, this picture. There's me and him in Honduras. Uh, went on a mission trip with us to Honduras and brought his clippers and was cutting people all throughout the schools in Honduras. Super cool, man. He, hey, he calls himself, his nickname now is the Missionary Barber. He tells everybody. Like, I think he's getting it on his business card, like real talk. Like, he's really in this thing. So I got to meet Nani. I got to go through a discipleship relationship with Nani. My friend Andy, we met at CrossFit. At the time, he was an atheist and didn't believe in God. And the things he's gone through in his life, there's no way a God could be real. And if he was real, there's no way he loved him. And uh, we went through like a year and a half long journey here of finding out what is truth and what God's purpose was for Andy. And uh, Andy gave his life to Jesus. And it was at Starbucks. He gave his life to Jesus uh, just on a normal like Tuesday afternoon. I ran into him there. And he gave his life to Jesus. I said, Andy, next step is to get baptized. He said, well, I don't want to wait. I said, what are you doing tonight? He said, nothing. Come to my mom's hot tub. Let's do it. So this is me and Andy in my mom's hot tub. And then there's Jack. Jack's my friend from K-State. I was his backup for like three years, okay? So unlike <laughs> President Hagen's son who was catching one-handed passes and winning games off, off these cool catches, I was a backup. I played two plays my whole entire career. My senior year, the second to last game, we're up by 40 against KU. So like the coolest thing I ever did in college and the one time I made it on ESPN, I dabbed for like two seconds. And it was just me on the sidelines just like this. It was when dabbing was cool, I promise, I promise. <laughs> 
So then there's my friend Jack. Jack um, and me have been in like a discipleship relationship for the last like six, seven years. And um, he lives in Austin now, but he was just visiting actually last weekend. And last weekend he comes and visits and my dad does the altar call. And right as my dad says, okay, if you want to decide to follow Jesus, raise your hand. He's the first one to raise his hand. Jack starts to follow Jesus last Sunday and is now in a discipleship relationship with me and my dad. Check out this picture. That's last Sunday. He was the first one up, like, in, in front of the whole entire church. There's, like, a couple thousand people in there. And he's like, oh, I'm not waiting. Let's go. So he, he sprints up there, and there's me, my dad, and Jack. And uh, I just knew that God said, hey, trust me with the people in your community, and one day when you're ready, I'll put you with people of influence. And so I've just been faithful, just loving the people in my community. And, uh, man, I remember November happened. And this was November 2017, and I remember God saying to me on Thanksgiving, saying, Dylan, I'm about to download some big dreams in your heart. Just be ready. So over these next few months, I knew that included like fashion and missions and YouTube and um, those areas that I'd, I'd shut the door and put a pause on for now as God wanted to work on my heart and my mind, but God was bringing these dreams back up. And I met with my dad in May, and I said, Dad... I know God's changing my season. I know he's changing which vehicle I use to pursue my purpose. And I'm going to go do missions, fashion, and YouTube stuff. I know that's what I'm supposed to do. And he said, hey, that's awesome. But how are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to eat? You're telling me you're going to be done with the Oaks. I said, Dad, I'm done with the Oaks. I love this place. This is the greatest church in the world. And it's an honor to serve you. But I know I have to be faithful. I know I have to say yes. And I know i got to trust God. And I'm out of here December 1st. I said, I have no idea what that means or what that looks like. If I got to get a job at Starbucks, I get a job at Starbucks. But I, but I got to trust God December 1st is the date I'm out. And I said, and let me be real. I don't even have a girlfriend right now. But if I could have a wife to do this with, this would be a lot better. Like doing this with, with my girl would be so much better. So then August happened. And it was in August, uh, just Sunday morning, like a normal one, like the thousands I've had before, it feels like. And it was in August, uh, whenever I got the text message. The text message said, hey, second row, Holly's here, come meet her. Well, I knew who Holly was. Her name's Holly Miller, but her artist's name is Holland. And she's a singer. And I knew who she was because I would creeped on her Instagram. Okay, low-key, let's keep this between us, okay? But low-key, I creeped on her Instagram like a year ago. And I was like, because I loved her music. Like, her music's popping. I added it to a few young adults' playlists and stuff. And I was like, who is this girl? Because from her album covers, I was like, she's fine. And so I went, I went to her Instagram. I creeped on her. And I was like, okay, first of all, she's way too famous. Second of all, she's way too cool, way too pretty for me. I ain't going to get a DM back. So I'm not even going to worry about it. Like, I, knew, I already knew I was going to re- get rejected. And, uh, and so I knew who she was. So when I got the text, hey, Holly's here, I knew it was really Holland that I creeped on a year ago. So I go up, we meet. Right as we meet, we hit it off. So we hit it off right there, second row, meet her. She comes to uh, my parents' house. We spend the rest of the day together. And, and, and a longer story, but as she begins to sing at my parents' house, immediately, right in that moment, I heard God speak to me, you and that girl will change the world together. It's cute. Come on, girl, say the all. It's worth it, baby. I'm in the all season right now. I love all the alls. I feel them too. So I felt like God said, you and that girl will change the world together. And so over the last few months, that was, okay, get this. That was only three months ago. That was three months ago. And just two weeks ago, this happened. Check this out.
So get this, get this. I promise I've, I've never said this from a mic, but I trust you guys. We get married in three weeks. <laughs> so on, on New Year's, we get married. I moved to Nashville, and uh, we're starting our life together on New Year's Eve. We're so excited. So it may look like a fairy tale Hallmark story. Low-key feels like it. But <laughs> there's four years of, of trusting there. Maybe longer than that. Maybe my whole entire life has led me to now. That's what it feels like. It feels like my whole entire life has led me to this moment. My faithfulness of yesterday, my decisions of today, and my trust of tomorrow has led me to her and has led me to what's next for my life. And God just said, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you trust me in every aspect, in every way? Will you trust me? The three things I've learned from trusting God. Number one is that God does not force us to do anything. So here's the thing. God never pushed me. He never twisted my arm. He never made me do anything. When he told me to call off that relationship with the girl I was dating before and I was about to engage with, I promise you he still would have loved me. I promise you I still would have been his son. I promise you he still would have been well pleased with the man he's called me to be and how he created me but I promise you it would have changed the trajectory of my life. So he doesn't force or make you do anything, but he will speak directly to your situation, to your problem, to your circumstance, and to your relationship on what he has called you to do for his purpose on your life. Number two, trusting God never stops. I was just talking to my dad yesterday. I was like, it's really cool writing this sermon about trusting God and stuff, and I trust him on all this stuff, but what about the stuff of tomorrow? <laughs> like, now I'm starting a company. I've never done a YouTube channel. I've only had a clothing company for three months. I've only been on a few mission trips. I've never been married before. I'm scared as crap. I am so scared right now. Trusting God never stops. But here's what I know. This is number three. The small guesses of today allow you to make the big yeses of tomorrow. The small decisions to say yes today allow you and give you the opportunity to say yes on the big decisions he'll give you tomorrow. So here's the deal. 
Every single day I woke up and I say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. It looked like this for me. So this used to be my stance. My stance used to be like this. See, my fists are clenched. I'm gritting my teeth, and I say, God, I got this. I can push through this. I, I want to I wanna be great for God. I want to do big things for you. I can make this happen, okay? So I used to be like this, kind of like Rocky at the top of the stairs after he climbs the stairs and he's jumping around like this. That's kind of how I felt like, God, I can do this. Well, I began to change the posture of my life. And every single morning I woke up and instead of standing here with my fist up and teeth clenched saying, I can do this, I took a deep breath every day. And I said, this is the posture of my life. To be on my knees, just lay everything before you and say, God, I can trust you. I open up my heart, I open up my hands, I open up my mind and I say, I want to be in a stance of worship, not in a stance of trying to promote myself. I want to be a stance of knowing you're my protection and you will take care of everything that comes my way. You are my provision. You are my protection. You are my promotion. You have a seat with my name on it. I don't have to fight. I don't have to strive. I don't have to make things happen on my own. You are my provision, my promotion, my protection. And as I made the small yeses and I put my heart just in a stance saying, God, I trust you. Whenever those big moments came, I was able to say yes to those. And now... I'm able to see the beginning of the fruition of God's blessing and promise that he told me a long time ago. And here's what I know. At the very beginning of this talk, we talked about what's your circumstance, what's your situation, what's your relationship that came to your mind right as I said, can you trust God? That God wanted to speak to that today. And I hope that during this talk, there was a, there was a moment or a takeaway that you can have that can help you with the next step in that. But I know this. If this is the posture of your heart, and you say, God, I step off the throne of my heart, and you are my protection, my provision, my promotion, that he will speak exactly to your situation. And he will tell you what to do. It's your decision if you're going to do it or not, but he will tell you. He will not leave you alone. He loves you, your son and daughters, and he is well pleased with you because he created you. So here's what we're going to do to end chapel today. I'm going to invite you in to be uh, on my daily routine. I'm doing this today. And if you want to be at a place to posture your heart this morning to say, God, you're my provision, my promotion, my protection, and I trust you. Admits the situation I'm going through right now, then we can do that together. So guys, if you want to stand up, here's what we're going to do. We're going to lift our hands, both of them. I can't with the mic, but lift both of them like this. Like, you got this. I'm going to pray. Let that thing be at the forefront right here. Like you're looking it in the face saying, God, I can trust you through this. You guys can just repeat after me. God, I don't have what it takes to live my life on my own. So I open up my hands and I say, you are my provision. You are my promotion. And you are my protection. You're going to show me where to go, what to do, every next step towards the purpose you have For my life, you will provide. I trust in you. I step off the throne of my heart and I give that place to you. Amen. Amen. I pray that the Holy Spirit continues to speak to you guys on what your next step is and that you continue to trust him on the journey of you pursuing your purpose, the purpose that he has for each and every one of you specifically designed and called for your life. 
Have a great day. Hey, kick butt with finals. I'm in it too. I graduate next week. Let's get it. We got this. Have a great day, guys.